Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 167 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, and who's praising the sun with me tonight? It's me, Daniel Melman. Welcome back. Thank you. You too. <laughs> and it, live all the way from uh, freezing his ass off in Prox, Richard Sampson. <laughs> I'm welcome back. And Richard, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on my uh, YouTube channel, which is uh, Rich, which is on YouTube uh, under the name Rich Kale. And I also have stuff written all over the place on fanfiction.net, archive of your own, and Comic Vine. All right. And Dan, where can people find your work at? Well, look in the show notes. I don't know the URL. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's one of those long generic ones, and I haven't figured out how to fix it yet. Yeah, just like YouTube, you have to get like so many followers or something. I, don't I think know. you gotta get 100 subscribers to get the custom. You do for name. YouTube. Mm. It took me. I, I have that thankfully, but it took a while because <laughs> I don't. I have like I don't 40 on YouTube. I just checked it. <laughs> it can work. All right, and we are here to talk about a game that is th- almost three years in the making for us to record this episode. Finally, for the- <laughs> so we are here to talk about Golden Sun: The Lost Age, which is the second half of the Golden Sun game that came out in Game Boy Advance. This one came out 2003 in North America, developed by Camelot. And if you haven't listened to either our Golden Sun original original episode four with an entire different cast or the recovered episode we did a couple months ago with Dan and a few other people that couldn't make it for this episode, you should listen to one of those first because we're going to spoil the first Golden Sun. And it's really, in my opinion, one game. That's, I, I that's a complicated right question. That. And I do want to talk about that. We can. We will. <laughs> So Golden Sun, the brief, Golden Sun Lost Age is an RPG for Game Boy Advance that is a second cartridge, but it picks up right after the first game ends with a different part. Before the first game ends. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they, they, there is a little overlap right in the beginning. Not much. Not much, no. And it does give you a brief what happened in the previous game. So my, my first question is... Dan, have you ever played this before Before this episode? I have. I had this game as a kid. I got it when it came out. I was a huge fan of the first game, and I got maybe to the halfway point when the original party joined. Spoilers. It's okay. <laughs> and dropped it. Didn't get into this one as much, but did have it as a kid. Okay. I had it. as a, I, I bought both of these at one point because I back in that time, like 2006, when I first got a DS 2005, I had this notion where I was trying to beat 100 RPGs, and it had to be turn-style RPGs. And I had a list I was keeping track with my friend. We were competing. And I so I would only buy RPGs with the intention to beat them and get to 100 before he did. And I remember buying this game, but I never I never played it. <laughs> For some reason, I just never played it. I don't know who, why. Who won? Did you did you finish? Uh, neither of us. We got pissed. At, he got pissed at me from keeping a list because I was ahead. <laughs> so we just stopped. We were, <laughs> we were teenagers. <laughs> high school and he had more important things to worry about where i'm sitting here and then we both got girlfriends at the end of that so <laughs> i never did finish but i think i got in the 30s or 40s so i was making pretty good progress yeah you were you were i, I mean i got this i got golden sun shortly after the game boy advance came out when it was released and part of that was because i saw an ad a bit of a strategy guide in what was to be nintendo's game boy advance only magazine and when you I'm one of these people. I hate the to be continued at the end. <laughs> and when I saw her, saw Lost Age was coming out, I had to get it because you don't end the story. Don't drop a story in the middle. You don't end the story with well, to be continued without continuing it. If I remember correctly, this was supposed to be on one cartridge, but it couldn't fit. Oh, yes. That uh, is very true, too. It, it was supposed to be on one cartridge on the Nintendo 64 during pre-production. Oh. 
Okay. But when they moved it to the Game Boy Advance, they say, hey, let's do what we did with our previous game and, and split it up into multiple volumes. What was our previous game? Shining Force 3, which was in three volumes. Oh. I've never played that. It's really good. Same. <laughs> what system? Se- Sega Saturn. That's why I never played it. That, yeah, yeah, that definitely. We, we <laughs> and, and hey, uh, Rich, is it Richard? You're going to love this. We only got the first volume of that. So that ends on a to be continued <laughs> and you could not continue. They're all fan Right. Now. Avoid Shining Force. <laughs> well, I mean, with, with emulation, I'm sure it's out there now. So, yep. And yeah, they're all fan probably. translated. Oh, yeah. That's a good thing for the fans to do. <laughs> I mean, one thing about this game that I, I feel like really sets it apart is when you beat Golden Sun 1, you can either use a transfer cable. And connect your data and transfer your save to the new to the new. If you have two GBAs and Golden Sun one and two, you can transfer it in a link cable, or you get a like six page two hundred some character password that has to be that exactly takes right. About an hour to put in. I <laughs> when I put that in, I had a friend who had these games as a kid, and she said, "Could you stream it?" And I'm like, "Okay, sure." So I <laughs> I set up a webcam and pointed it at my little 3ds and. Entered all of it while chatting with her with that little loop of the first game's uh, theme playing. Uh, and I got it first try. I, I I did not. I actually failed multiple times and had to go through each page, each code. I, I started the back. Like, oh, I must have screwed up in the back. And I went all the way to page one to like the second line to find my, all my mistakes. Yeah. I, and I had I wrote it down on, I think, index cards or something. And I remember I. Started it when my wife, my wife was getting her nails done. So I'm just, I've got to do something to kill the time. So I'm starting it and I figure I'll get the code in. I'll play the game a bit. It took me the whole time sitting there to copy it over. And I'm like, <laughs> made a mistake somewhere. Yeah. Oh, it's, it is. It was bad. I luckily 260 characters. I just God. looked that up. And you don't have to do all that. You can either do, you can pick different levels. I picked where all my oh, gin, yeah. all my levels, everything came like, over, which. Which is the best way to do it, in my opinion. Yeah, if you put 30 hours into a massive RPG, you're not going to do the bronze or silver password. No one's going to do that. No, and and you would regret it, too, because the game would hurt you for not doing it when mm-hmm. you get farther in the game. Yeah, because you can't, you, you can't use uh, some of the cool summons that they put in this one. <laughs> There's multiple things you'll lose, and... And that, that's what I found so impressive. Like I, So when I went into Golden Sun Lost Age, I wasn't that excited. I was playing this on my phone. So I'm like, okay, I'll be a phone game. I'll play it. And because you, you start with a new team, the team from, the, from the, uh, the other team in the first Golden Sun, Felix, Jenna, and Sheba that you met a few times in this time now there, you were kind of against them because they were trying to light the lighthouses where you were trying to stop the lighthouses in the first game. Mm-hmm. And in the first game, you light two, they light two lighthouses. You kill the two people who originally started this problem. And I've forgotten that the whole reason you went on this quest is some big floating eyeball told you to stop the lighthouses or the world will end. And you're like, okay, floating eyeball, you got it. Mm-hmm. And specifically that these are the children who have to do it. Yes. Yep. And you um, don't know why Felix was doing what he was doing, where you saw him as a villain in the first game. And then it isn't until way late in this game, you find out his actual reasoning which, for what he's doing, which yeah. I think is fascinating because you, you start this game playing as Jenna, Felix's sister, while Felix does his stuff at the end of the first game and, you know, jumps off the lighthouse for Sheba and, and you have no idea why you're doing what you're doing until Isaac finds out, which I, I think is just fascinating. Which is and like 20 some hours in. Actually, get, I think you can find out beforehand 
when you go to when you first meet the sister, there's one they make a couple comments, but they don't make a lot of sense. Okay. They uh, don't the say first... what they just say something about we. Ha- I think they might say a comment like they have somebody or something of that nature. Ah, it's uh, yeah, it's about midway through when you get with your last teammate that you get in the game and you go to his homeland and that's when you really get in the idea that of what's really happening and it starts to point out things are not what they seem <laughs> mm-hmm. no and i and i think that's what impressed me so much with this game like right after i beat this game i texted a buddy of mine and i'm like you need to play this and he loves rpgs his favorite game is chrono trigger like mine and i'm like you need to play this game. I'm like, put it on your PSP and play it because you will enjoy this game. And I don't normally do. I play a lot of games on the show and I usually don't text my friend and go play this now. You know, this game came out 20 years ago. <laughs> and I, and that was something that really surprised me about Golden, about Golden Sun, the Lost Age, where I enjoyed Golden Sun. But when you put these two together, it's really something else. It's an epic. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I'm a huge fan of the first game. I, it was one of the first JRPGs I played as a kid, and I loved it. And this one didn't grab me as much just because I kept getting lost. It's so easy to get lost, even early mm-hmm. on in this game. I yeah. I liked, I did a bunch of stuff out of order. I kept thinking, oh, I can't do this yet. I'll, I'll probably have to come back with a different power. And a friend who played this game over and over again as a kid and uh, like picked up my 3DS. And it's like, all right, I'll, I'll get you unstuck. And it's just like, wait, you haven't done this? You haven't done this? She <laughs> just got more and more frustrated <laughs> and eventually said I'd, I I had to give her a shout out on this podcast, <laughs> but she, she unscrewed up my save, <laughs> got me all the synergies I was missing. That's cool. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I have not finished this game yet. I, I got the boat and haven't got too much further because I just, it's not grabbing me. I'm not getting that momentum yet. Because you didn't get... It takes a little bit with the boat, but I, I was that was another thing that surprised me. So you played this game for I think it's about what maybe twenty hours or so you're into it before you get the boat? Uh, it didn't take me that long. Okay. I feel like it it, it is a decent amount into the game. Like the game mm-hmm. I'm trying to pull up the outline or the because I know you go through about yeah, it's not till twenty seven things out of fifty four of the in the walkthroughs when you get the ship. So about halfway through the game. Okay. Like they so really I'm, make I'm you work. I'm much yeah. further than I thought I was in that case. Yeah, because also when you get the ship, there's a lot of side things you can do that you don't have to do. Yeah. The game gives you, it really opens up the world, and I thought that was really surprising because you, you can't go back to where you were in Golden Sun, but you can go kind of close to where the edge of the continent or the edge of the ocean is. Which I think is yeah. is worth noting that that is a staple of this kind of RPG, just the structure changing radically as you get new vehicles. Like every Final Fantasy does that. A lot of the Dragon Quests do that, notably three and two. But one doesn't do that, which makes it interesting. Like one sort of loops back on itself and you can, you know, go back and do some side quests. But it's not it's not open in the way Lost Age is from like the word go. Lost Age. That's what really surprised me with this game is like when you when you get to a certain point and you get the boat, it's really something else when all of a sudden you can just sail around the world. I was not expecting that. They really build up the boat too. You can even you can even find one near the end of the first game where it's like we don't know why we can't use this, and you find out in Lost Age. That I thought was also really interesting. Yeah, that it teases you, and like you you see the boat early in this game, but you can't actually use it because you don't have the black sphere, and you see the sphere, but they won't give it to you. <laughs> and I, I really like that too. I was like, okay, that 
that's good, guys. You did a good job, game. And there was a lot of things like that in this game where it yeah. just it teases you. Like it, it and one of the things about the first game that makes this really stand out as an RPG is it has psi energy. Psi energies are abilities you can you can you can do on a on the map. Not the world map, but like you're in a dungeon map or a town, you can do abilities. Oh, yeah. You can you can move something, you can you also, can dig. Also on the world map. Yes. It's not as useful usually. But that to me was something that really makes this game stand out. And I'm I'm not a big fan of puzzle games. I'm just just not, but it was it works really well in here. A lot better than I expected. I, I I love the puzzles. The the dungeons are, are really memorable because of it. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, when I'm like, oh, I can solve this and not I should go to the next town and get lost and have to throw a 3DS at my friend to get unstuck. <laughs> like when you get the orb, it's this huge mechanical machine. It's like Charlie Chaplin's modern times inside. Just all, <laughs> all the dungeons have that kind of creativity to them. Uh, and the puzzles oh, yeah. are what let them do that. Surprisingly, like the, the dungeons are all pretty creative too. I felt. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they are very creative. And there's a. Uh, yeah, uh, they. If you really take a look at the map and look at some of these dungeons and all that, you really get a feel that this world that you're on is just like almost like our own. Yes. To an extent, because I think we had Ayers Rock, and I think they even named it the actual name Ayers Rock has in in uh, Australia. Oh really? Yeah, I think so. I'd have to double check. That's cool. I I know there's. I mean, there's one thing about the game. The game has four rock dungeons, as simple way to call them, and they range from each time you go to these dungeons, you you get something special, which is you get you get a different psi energy for each one of the elements that you have on your team. And I and I, I thought that was a very interesting concept. I didn't like it per se because the first rock you go to is Air's Rock, so and it's one huge. of the it's one of the worst dungeons I've done in a while. Why is it so big? It's oh, not, yeah. I, would, I would not have figured out without no, a guy because there's rock. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Like there was a part where you had to you had to use the whirlwind ability to shoot a vine, and the vine would swing back, and you grab the vine, and you hoist your way across. And my brain did not think that way. So I I did everything in that dungeon, and then you don't get a cutscene or anything. You just get a gem for the synergy to use a reveal. Yes. which lets you do some some other stuff other in other parts of the world. And there's no cutscene or anything. You just have to leave. And I'm like, all right, I've spent an hour and a half in this dungeon. What do I do? And I, I like went through it again, basically, and got oh. super powerful. Oh, yeah. And you get one of the summons in that dun- in Air's Rock as well. I don't even think I found that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't either. That dungeon is, it, it's like not supporting the storytelling. It's not a big part of the story you being there and it's this huge struggle with no narrative context. Well, I wouldn't agree with that, that dungeon at all. It's really I would, I would agree and I would disagree because as I say, when you get more for the full story of why they're doing this, it makes sense. They have to learn the various psi energies. Yes, but not at first. Like and it's just it's such a it's a complicated dungeon that really makes you have to start really learning your psi energies and it doesn't to me it wasn't helpful like later on i had no problem with the other four rocks that i went into where i didn't really get lost or stuck but this one really like it took me like a day to get through it and i was playing with my phone off and on and i and it was this was a terrible dungeon to start and stop because i would like play for 10 minutes okay i I better go do something some work and then i'd be like oh i'm gonna go walk to the walk over here okay i'll play it while i'm walking from point a to point b while i'm working and i kept forgetting what the hell i was doing and got lost if it were the last one, I wouldn't have an issue at all. It's just far too long and complicated too early. for 
Mm. Yeah, when you get to it and how little it's built up. I think it's also... You also only have three characters. And one thing that this game did that I didn't really care for, but it works, is it you don't get your fourth character. Like, okay, for when you play Golden Sun, you see this group of Jenna, Felix, Shiva, and you see Alex. Alex is with you in the very beginning. He doesn't work with you, then he leaves you. You and can then, just find him hanging out in certain places, which is weird. Yeah. You'll just, like, find him in inns, and he's like, yep, I, I exist. Hi. It's it's sort of telling you that there's something more to Alex. That yeah. He, I, he is not, clearly threatening Felix whenever he shows up, and you don't really know why at first. An asshole. But it's the amount of time they make you go without a fourth person. Like you, you meet the fourth person, Pierre, in a, in a jail cell, but you don't get him. And I think when you double back, he escapes. Could you get him before you go to Ayers Rock? Because there's a lot you can no. do out of order. No? You need I, don't reveal? Think, I don't think you can. I think because if I remember correctly, you have to go somewhere else to then get his freedom. And then you come back. Mm. Yeah, you do, but I I don't I wonder if can. you need reveal because that place is not Garo, which is kind of what prompts you to go to Air's Rock and what you do immediately after. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, now, I, I wonder. My my guide didn't um, tell me to because I use a guide for this game, of course, because it's me. But I don't I don't know. I felt like there was something I needed, like I needed a reveal to get something that led to me getting him out. But I I beat this game a few weeks ago, nope. and I cannot remember. It is totally. I'm trying to look through my my one of my guides right now to see where it happens. I I just looked it up. You can totally go there with Pierce. Just most oh, that's people. Cool. You know that'd be a lot easier then. Because mm-hmm. he he's a good he's your water element guy. Uh, Jenna's your fire. Felix is your earth, and Shiva's your wind. Shiva's and wind. The thing about the water guy is like in the first game, Mia is a great mage, and she's a great healer. Where this guy has healing abilities, but he doesn't have much MP because he's more a warrior type. Which I, I thought was kind of cool. They switch it in the fire and the wind are mages and earth and water are the fighters. So they switch one. Well, it, also, weapons, mm-hmm. it also ties in with you get him after a while because even in the first game, well, in the first in Golden Sun, you didn't get your water adept until a, a bit later in the game. Yes, but you it was could. quicker than this game. Oh, yeah. This yeah, one takes far. a. I'm not complaining. Like I, I don't want. I don't. I don't see this bad thing. I thought it was an interesting way how long it took me to get him, and I was like, this is a little surprising to me. How long it took. I, I wanted him faster. And the the build up to getting him is also strange because he's he's imprisoned because some pirates raided the town, and some people some people think he's part of it, but apparently the elder doesn't. And when you first talk to him, he's like, "All right, when's the elder going to get back and free me?" And it's kind of unclear why he's there in, entirely. He doesn't really have much connection with the pirates, it turns out. I, I took it as racism. I guess. That's all I took it. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's yes, he's an outsider. I, I get that. But also, like, it's weird. And then you get back and he's not there anymore. He's just left on his own. <laughs> yeah, like, he just okay. had enough. I gotta go, guys. I, yeah, that's kind of surprised me, too. Like, I wasn't expecting, I was a little irritated. I'm like, where'd he go? I want to get on my team. You have to do what he wants to do. That. <laughs> and the game teases you for a bit with that, too. Mm-hmm. And when you get to the village, <laughs> when you get to the, the yeah. village where you do get him, the dungeon's tough. Like, I, I, people kept dying. And there's there's a, uh, a synergy stone to, like, get your points back and a, and a mage on the other side. And you need to go past a point where he will leave your party again. And he's... Because you're there to get his orb, and if you try and walk out, he's just like, well, I'm going to get this without your help or not. So I go back, I revive everyone, and I go back to the statue, and he's like, oh, you're going to help me get my stone back, that's great. And I'm like, I hate this man. 
<laughs> okay, that was an interesting dungeon because you go inside a giant like Kiki statue. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Like, I mean, the dungeons in this game were very unique too, and they do a really good job of making you use the psi energy to move things around. I actually wouldn't figure out this dungeon without a guy because you had to ride a gear to get on top of something and jump off the gear onto another so, gear to then travel. It's co- it's cool because you see a rat do it at one point. My um, brain didn't comprehend that the rat meant I could do it too. <laughs> yeah, that's how I figured it out. I'm like, oh, that's clever. Oh, yeah. You, you, there's always a... They throw something out there for you to see just to show you something is doable. And I, I just... really like that. I also just looked up on Piers and... His ship got beached because apparently he left Lemuria at the yes, time that the... the Venus lighthouse was lit, causing a tidal wave. And you see a strange ship beached on, on your beach, and you've been plagued by pirates. People are going to think it's pirates. Yeah. But and if the pirates see this happen, they're going to say, oh, let's lay low and not visit this area for a while so this guy can take the heat for, for us. Yeah, I like the pirates. <laughs> pirates are good. Like this game, I think Golden Sun One did it too. But you have lots of towns that are in trouble, and you're going there to help with some problem too. And and I like their whole journey because like you don't even see a lighthouse until close to the end of the game when you finally find the first of the two lighthouses because you spend so much time just traveling across the continent trying to figure out what the hell you're doing. And they're more complex, and it just builds on it that each lighthouse is supposed to be more complex than the last one you went to. They are. <laughs> I mean, the battle system is pretty much the same as Golden Sun 1. The old, there aren't there really aren't any differences. They still have that one. I don't like it, but I learned to accept it where if a character kills an enemy and the character is supposed to attack said enemy, they, they just defend instead. Yeah. I don't like it, but I learned to accept it. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean it's doing what it's doing. It makes you yeah. think about there are so many area of effect spells. It's kind of making you think a little more. I don't love it either, but I I get its place here. And I do love that all the magic spells have a splash damage or cone of of attack as you do each spell because it shows you, like, this is your main target. These two next to them will get lesser damage. Those two next to them will get lesser damage and so on. Mm -hmm. And the more powerful the spell, the better its range. Yeah, there's kind of a little more to think about. This game has a lot of elements to it, like in, in the in the in the battle style and the gameplay. Also, this one is much more challenging than Golden Sun One, I felt. Yep. Me too. Because yeah. I leveled my ass off. Not on purpose. I got lost so often that I was always over leveled until near the end of the game when the game's like, You think you're over leveled? <laughs> and it beat the shit out of me a few times. But I found that interesting. Like I was surprised. I wasn't expecting to go in this and get my ass handed to me, nor was I expecting to be level one when I first started playing as a, as a new team. But, yeah, which is also probably why they give you that build-up in that area so you can get your characters to something more on par of what Felix is at. I mean, not Isaac is at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also you, like, you, you kind of play the length of the original, yeah, and then the original I, party joins. Yeah, and that adds that new a uh, new feature to the, to the battle system. Oh, which, way later on, yes. I want to wait to get to that, though. Okay. okay. Because I actually, I have a story for that. So, but another thing that I want to mention is just the way the world works. Like, I felt it did a very good job of having you traverse the world map from town to town. And yes, I was using the guide, so I knew where to go. But I felt like the game did a good job of, like, people telling you, like, okay, hey, this, there's something going on over here in this direction. If you talk to people. Yeah. Or read their minds. Like, I was surprised how interesting this world was, too. Like, it, 
as you progress through the game after you get the ship that we talked mentioned about you end up you end up there's a you throughout the game you get items that you can they'll say like a forgeable material i'm like what the hell does this mean because the inventory is very small in golden sun one and two mm-hmm. which i i don't like but i think it's part of its challenge yeah so you know to make you actually care about the items you have and make you think about okay if i have extra equipment i need to sell it or do i want to keep this like it, it does a good job of doing that but like what i was saying was my brain is thinking I don't know where I was. Someone take over. <laughs> well, with the inventory system, one thing you learn early on is consolidate. And whenever <laughs> yeah. you yep. buy a new item that you can equip to a person, they ask you if you want to sell what you used to have, which that's, that's, that's a brilliant thing in my book, because how many games do you have that they ask you, hey, you were wearing, you were using this weapon and it's a lot less, va- you know, why will hold on to it? You could just sell it right now. <laughs> I think Dragon Quest does do that. Dragon Quest does, yes. And like also with that, like you can if you have rare items with this game, I felt had a lot more rare items than Golden Sun One did, which are items that have like a magic ability to it, where you get yep. either extra PP or you have extra like you have a certain attack associated with said weapon. Extra I thought PP. that was like you can. What I would do is I would sell them at the store, and then I would rebuy them later on because I had so much gold and use it as my storage. <laughs> In case I like, that's oh, not a bad idea. That. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's, they have the artifact system, and you can sell mm-hmm. necessary items. Because once you sell it to one guy, everybody in the game has it. Every merchant will then have it as an artifact in, the, in there. So it's a good way yeah. to like, I don't need this. And then I went back and looked when I later on in the game to get your second team. I looked through and said, oh, I can buy, I can re, I can fix this. I can use this armor. I can use this, and I rebought a bunch of stuff and equipped it in the new team. To get that nice. going. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna steal it. Did you get the second too. team? I did. The last time I played this game. Okay. Not this time. Okay. I mean, that, there are also a few scenes that happen in this game. If you carried your save over, there's a couple people who run into you and go, oh, yeah, I, I saw Isaac, and they give you items and stuff. So there's a few little things like that that do happen also. Yeah, like finishing the, like, like a few almost plot switches. Like if you did the end game dungeon, the, the crossbow Nile in the first game, that changes a few things. Yes. That dungeon yeah. was hard. I love <laughs> yeah. this dungeon. Not compared to the dungeon in this game, though, near the end, but... Hmm. Well, <laughs> let's face it, that boss from that dungeon got a upgrade in the second one. <laughs> yeah, a lot of bosses did near the end. And we all, one thing we haven't mentioned yet is that this game brings back the gin system that you had in the first game. And one of the things you get to carry over is you type in, if you type in your code, all your gin, which are like your little magic users, your little summons, they all carry over, which also upgrade the stats of each character they're equipped to. And I have to have it where... Each one goes to whatever element that character is. I can't do it any other way. I just, it's not possible for me. <laughs> well, that's what a lot of people did. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I've, I've heard other people doing that, but you can uh, get way more powerful magic and, you know, kind of move classes around on the fly by mixing elements, which is something I always yeah. liked about these games. I just, you also get items that will mix their, that will upgrade or change their class yep. too. I saw those immediately. <laughs> I, I, I like use the I used the card themed one before I had Pierre because it had the one that lowers the encounter rate because I was mm. lost so much. I, I just, never I didn't mess with the encounter rate at all because I just I wanted all the battles because I also played this in time two speed on my phone on an emulator because mm. that's the right way to play Golden Sun in my opinion or any GBA or any GB. <laughs> you have every so often I had to turn it off because some of those puzzles you cannot do at times two speed by the way. Mm. <laughs> I tried. There are certain puzzles that you barely have enough time, and if you're in time two speed with no controller, you cannot make those. You cannot make those runs, even yeah, with save states. So, 
Don't try You'll that. hate this, Mike, but I pulled out an old GB uh, Game Boy Advance. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I just, the way that I play games, and I, I the phone is so much simpler for me, and I love save states and time two speed, so I can't otherwise. Well, that's the thing. With this game, you can save it all. Uh, you could save it anywhere. Yeah, but you can't save in the middle of the battle when you're trying to cheat things. <laughs> and you True. get a uh, sleep mode, which oh, yeah. was apparently a just a thing that GBA could do, and not every game used it. I don't know why not every game would use that, but this GBA game does. could use it. DS could use it. I think DSI could use it. DS- well, DS- well, with the DS and DSI, you can just it, it's built in. If you close the screen, it just goes yeah. into sleep mode. GBA it could do it, but not every game could. Like it had to be coded in for some reason. It's weird to me. You think well, every also, game? Huh. Well, let's but, see. Look at the original design. Well, look at the original d- design for the Game Boy Advance. It was a big. U- it was a big unit. You had you held in both hands, and then they came up with the uh, SP model. <laughs> the micro. Mm-hmm. Was there a Game Boy Advance micro? Right. There was. Okay, I wasn't right. Came out after the DS. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, because Game Boy Advance was around for a long time. Yep. Mm. Not as long as the Game Boy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not but, as long as the re- original Game Boy. I thought the gin system was really well. And also, I felt like this game didn't have as many hidden gin on the world map. It had more in dungeons and more just around that I found. Like, I had a guide, but I also found most just by wandering around the game, too. Mm-hmm. I felt yeah. I didn't feel as handicapped as I felt in the first one and trying to find the gin. Because in the first one, I missed a few gin that I had to go all the way back to get. In this game, I only missed later gin. I didn't miss any early one. I found them way harder to get to. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the puzzles were so much more complicated they, they are there are some really complicated puzzles in this game that i i was i mean i don't think i would have figured out without a guide my brain would have taken a long time not with that attitude <laughs> that's the way i play games <laughs> i just cheat it's why i hated breath of the wild when it first came out yeah that's the right way to play like Let's one see. of the abilities that i want to talk about that you get in this game from one of the rocks you get a ability called sand where your characters go underneath the sand and like swim underneath it to get through places and they have to pop up back in the sand that was really cool to me. Mm-hmm. Good one way to get past barriers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I felt like the game did a real, especially in the later half of the game, which like when you do some of the option, this game has like, I think four optional dungeons. You get, you have to use a lot of different abilities to get by. And I was really surprised with how much it made me use my abilities to progress through dungeons near the end or in general. I, I like that a lot. And I like how when, when you get an ability, it does, it does a Zelda thing of making you use said ability in that dungeon to get through it. Mm-hmm. There's a really nice sense of physicality to the dungeons because of those powers, the like pre-rendered style to it, which I have some issues with. I, I don't like how during cutscenes they'll oca- occasionally just stop and wiggle for a few <laughs> seconds before they keep talking. I'm like, what? what is this supposed to convey? You're just like bouncing up and down like a rubber d- a doll. I don't know. Do they make rubber dolls? It just looks wrong. It makes my skin crawl a little bit. And I'm like, I don't know what that was supposed to convey. But in dungeons, it's very nice. <laughs> Okay, I, I don't remember seeing that, but I might not have just been paying attention. It's most likely what it was. God, it, it's like when you finish the pirates, they there's they're trying to convey this like silent conversation between the, the town's two mayors, and they just look at each other and wiggle for a good 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm like, what is happening here? This isn't real life body language. Nobody understands what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> and I also find it funny in this game how Felix doesn't talk, even though he talked in the previous game. But now that you're playing as him, he doesn't talk. He, but when you see Isaac, Isaac talks now. So he has one line. His his chat box comes up once. It's an ellipses. It's like a, a, a longer ellipses. It's like nine dots. <laughs> Isaac 
And that's what Isaac has in the first game. He has that one dialogue box with the nine ellipses. And they happen simultaneously in canon, like when they're both at the, the lighthouse at the end of the first game. So I think <laughs> that's where Isaac starts talking and Felix stops talking. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's kind of funny. Oh, and, and then I, again, I, how many times do you have a game where you, your protagonist talks? Well, many well, now. It's common. Yeah, many now. Yeah. Not it, back it's then. common to have a, I, I mean, it wasn't unheard of, but silent protagonists and RPGs are a thing. It's just strange yeah. that both of those silent protagonists talk. I mean, plenty <laughs> of games, games do that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like in, a, I keep bringing up Dragon Quest because the series I'm reminds afraid. me of it a lot, but in a bunch of Dragon Quest games, like five and 11, you see images or flashbacks of your character and your character is just talking sometimes in cases where you were there and not talking. So I guess the dialogue's just implied. That's one of my big missing spots. I have never played Dragon Quest four or five or six or any of those. Oh, four or five and six. Just some of my favorite games. Of I all tried time. four once on, on an emulator on a, on a tablet, but I didn't finish it. And I regret that. But Give five a go. Five's real good. I want to. I own my it. My only exposure <laughs> to dra- to the Dragon Quest series is the music. <laughs> <laughs> But since you, I, I can't comment on the music in this game because I played this entire game mute. It's really, the music's really <laughs> Shame good. Shame on you. The music's really, really good. In it my is? defense, I was playing this in places where I don't think I should. I could have had the sound. <laughs> so let's just say that. Yeah, like playing it at work or something. Because <laughs> yeah, in my job, I get up and have to go from place to place all the time to pick up things or grab something or check something. So when I'm walking or waiting for an elevator, I just pull up my phone to play a little bit while I wait. Oh, elevator. Okay, go back and then I can do my work. Because. I'm I'm very like that's the way I only way I beat this game in time was to play it in between everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I couldn't. Uh, I didn't it's play definitely it. good the, music, and not just the music. The sound effects are great. I I love that's what I love about the rhythm of the battle. It's just these chunky sound effects with these smooth animations. Just it's great. Plus, I was in time two speed, so sound wouldn't have looked good or sounded good. <laughs> well, in one X speed, it sounds great. <laughs> it does. It is great. And that's hard to do on the GBA. Yeah, the GBA does, does not, not have, have a sound chip. Well, the GBA sort of has a balance of, because uh, it can use, I mean, they, they ported so many so many Super Nintendo games onto the on the GBA. Oh, yeah. But have you heard those Final Fantasy games unpatched <laughs> on the GBA? <laughs> yeah. There you go. There's your answer. <laughs> I, I, was also- I, I have those on mine. I was also surprised the amount of gin that are in this game. Like, not even the ones that carry over. Just the amount that you get just in this game alone is just enormous how many you have to collect if you're going for it. Well, and that was in part to work with the new summons that they put in the game, in the franchise there. I So, this game, Golden Sun 1 and 2 both have a system where you can cast summons if you use your gin in battle like one will give you double strike one will heal your team to give some examples one will boost your attack and they earn a meter builds up and then you can do summons in the first game you only did summons that were of said element one two three four in this game you can get tablets that you find in hidden dungeons that then give you special summons that use multiple multiple elements yeah it's it's always nice to have an ex a little reward for exploring the world map more that's that's why i honestly like the gin on the world map in the first game and in this and that's another one. The summons were, I, I didn't use a lot of the extra summons you get because I, I would never, Jenna was my healer. So in like the harder one, anyone who listened to me enough in this podcast, when I play RPGs, I only use attack. I try not to ever use spells except for healing. Huh. I don't know why. Believe it or, well, Even in this game not. where you, you get MP or PP every turn after every battle. I don't want to use it in battles. I don't know why I have this weird thing 
of trying to hold on to MP as long as I can, except for healing. And I do it in every game I play. I, I think I did that as a kid, but don't anymore. No, that's because you're playing right. <laughs> I, I don't agree with it. Like, I, I am the first one to say it is not the correct way. To, I mean, Golden Sun is, is trying to make me use spells because, like I said, you get energy back after battle so you can easily keep going. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> we're going to beat them with attack. Yeah, well, you got the thing is, though, with so many enemies attacking you at once and they can do some pretty decent damage if you're not ready for them. You have to rely on the magic, and since it has that splash and that cone of attack, that's even better. But the way that I look at it is if I beat enough enemies down with physical attacks, I'll fight more, and I'll get better, so therefore I'll be stronger when I get to the boss fight. That's also my theory. You're also going faster if you're using the spells, so... Well, when you're playing at times two speed, you go pretty fast anyway. Yes. (laughs) This game is really fast in, in... Like, I sometimes put it in times four speed, too. Like, when I was just grinding to the end of the game. Then I put in times four speed and just grind the hell out of it. But yeah, I don't recommend that, by the way. Yeah, there's, like, there's 11 summons that you can do using a mixed combination. And there's I, another two if you get all the all the characters scared because, uh, let's see, the summon of Karen. I don't think the, I got that one. Yeah, you need uh, need all the djinn digin available to get that one. Eight Venus Dijin and two Jupiter Dijin. And Iris, the most powerful summons in the game. I did not get requires that. four Mercury Dijin and nine Mars Dijin to summon. And in the first game you only had a maximum of seven for each element. Yes. And this game has 72 Jin altogether, because when you get to a good chunk in the game near the end, the, we mentioned before, the other team joins you. And you get all their gin and everything they had. Yep. So to use that biggest summon, would you have to also get all the gin from the first game? Yep. Okay. <laughs> you. So this game does a, a real, I consider it a fuck you moment, is the best way for me to put it. There is a dungeon in this game that you can only go to if you got all the gin in Golden Sun 1 and all the gin in Golden Sun Lost Age. You cannot go into the dungeon <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. Guess it's for people who fully mastered the series, like big diehards. Yeah, I mean, I get that's it. why... I consider it so much a second half of, of it. I don't consider Lost Age a. I don't. Con, now that I played both, I don't consider Golden Sun one and Lost Age two separate games. To me, it's just one giant game, mm-hmm. and that's how anyone that I tell to play this. Because after I played Lost Age, I've recommended this to multiple RPG fanatics because I was blown away by this game. So awesome. that, yeah. Are you one of those Lord of the Rings is one movie kind of? People? No, Lord of the Rings is three yeah. movies, but it's one book. <laughs> I mean, because they they're, they're self contained enough. Kind of. I don't know. I mean, maybe I consider one. I don't know. I haven't thought about it in a while. I haven't seen him in a while either. Yeah. <laughs> I've just, yeah, that you definitely need all the Dijin because let's face it to, to just tackle that, that boss this time around, you need to have them all. He's got bitch bit. You can swear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think squaring's enough. <laughs> oh, one thing that we, we started to touch on earlier that I want to talk about is, when you get the second team, you can switch out team members in a fight. And if your first team dies, the second team will jump into battle, too. I found that out by accident when I was doing one of the secret bosses. All of a sudden, I just let my team wipe because I didn't. I was like, fuck this. And then all of a sudden, the other team, Isaac and his team jump in. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's a brilliant move. It blew me away. And the game, like the final the final like dungeons expect you and the boss fights to use the different teams and switch out people. And that really blew me away like that. That made this game go up on, on my list of RPGs that I played. 
Like it really, really surprised me in, in a in a good way. Yeah, but it's like like prior to when you meet up with the team. Like if you go to Lemuria, that's where you start seeing that this world was suffering because alchemy, science, well, alchemy was basically sealed away. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because even Lemuria, that's probably why Piers had left Lemuria. It's because he was going to assess if what they thought was true. And they find out it is. The world is shrinking. But also, like, getting to go to Lemuria, because Lemuria is the town that you go to in the first game. Or not the first game. Lemuria you hear about in the first game. And then you get to go to it. And I thought that was... And there's also a super hard boss fight to get there, too. (laughs) Yeah, Neptune. (laughs) There's a reason Bobby can't find it. (laughs) Uh, Isn't Bobby... I think, yeah, Bobby's dead, too, so... Mm -hmm. Another thing that surprised me is this is kind of a joke going back three years, but when, we, when I played the first Golden Sun for the show back in episode four, one of my co-hosts hated Creighton for some reason, and creighton has gone most of the first game, but Creighton's in this you're in your team the entire time in this game. He's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> what a terrible person. He is. <laughs> the, uh, he's more a scholar. Yeah, he's also but, kind of betraying you, in a way. Like he's hiding something, like why he's really on this mission. I think his real reason on the mission is basically he's a scholar. Scholars sometimes do things so they can learn stuff. Mm -hmm. Like endangered children. Oh, God. And just so is the this game starts with the post credit scene from the first where Jenna and Creighton are are unconscious, like, you know, not unconscious, but not moving, talking on an island, starving to death. Jenna just says something or is annoyed because she's starving to death and thinks her brother's dead. And Craig was just like, Oh, testy today, aren't we? And he's like, eh, I guess your brother just died. I'm like, <laughs> I, I really get the sense. Jenna and Craig have been traveling together for months now. Cause they're traveling together for the whole first game. And yeah. she is just done with him. She is. <laughs> she is totally fed up by the time lost age starts. <laughs> he's such an asshole though. He really yeah, he is. is. <laughs> I don't know. Just the mechanic of having both teams together was was something that I don't think I've seen in an RPG like this before. I mean, yes, I played RPG with multiple characters, but just the fact that I wasn't expecting them to join you, even though like, I knew I transferred my stuff over, but I didn't expect them to join. I was really surprised when they actually joined me. It's yeah. cool. It really is. It's, really cool. it, it's it, in my opinion, makes this game really jump up a level that it wouldn't have without that. Yeah, and it's uh, very it's important. I mean, I mean, we we. We're dissing on Creighton again. <laughs> That's fine. You can diss on him. He deserves it. He deserves it to a point. <laughs> He's not Alex. Oh, God. I, okay, I did not expect Alex to be... Like, I thought... when I Before I played this game, I always thought Alex was going to join you. Like, I was waiting for him to join. Then when Pierre joined, I'm like, I guess Alex isn't joining. I was really surprised that he was kind of like a villain in this and, a, and not part of your team. He always struck me as, like, the villain who was hiding something. Yeah. He was against Mia. Was he his brother, related right? to Mia? Yeah. No, okay. they're both they're they're not blood relation, but they're both from the tribe, the the water tribe, as really? they put. So they're not blood relation. They are probably rival adepts in their own tribe. Okay, but it's supposed I thought to be a cool, friendly okay. rivalry. I always thought so, it was her brother. For, the for wiki some says reason. the wiki says they're cousins. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Why they have not as close? I was thinking brothers for some reason. No, the only two siblings in the game are uh, Felix and Jenna. Yeah. Oh, and as I mentioned earlier that I wanted to go back, I didn't finish my thought. Uh, Dan, did you get any of the forgeable material in this uh, game? A few of them. I, I didn't use a ton. Okay. Did you? I'm assuming that you, you didn't find a town where you can fuse them together. 
No, but okay. yeah, once you get those materials, it's like, oh, this is in here. The best items in the game are from materials, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously, RPG. But yep. that element of it and the fact that the best material actually drops in the secret dungeon you can you it's how you get the best material in the game mm-hmm. and i thought that was like you get it throughout the game but you get you can actually farm it in the end which i did and i do think it's it's just worth mentioning I, obviously it doesn't make a huge influence on the game but the the party jumping in the the crafting is all stuff that they had in shining the holy ark which was the oh. turn-based game the turn-based rpg they made before golden sun which is awesome that game's fantastic what system is that Sega Saturn. Okay. They were owned by Sega. They were called. I, I really got it. One day I'm going to play Sega Saturn RPGs. Like, I, I, I know I have to one day play Panzer Dragoon. Oh, they're so good. One day. I'm pretty sure you can emulate Sega Saturn by now, I'm sure. You, yeah, totally. That's, that's could, how yeah. I played the Shining games. <laughs> I grew up with the Genesis ones. But yeah, they're, uh, they're, that's another thing that makes it feel like one RPG. Just, oh, now we're bringing in those mechanics we... We have in our house style almost into the full picture. It definitely, and that was some of the stuff that surprised. And like the forgeable stuff, like you also get rusted items throughout the game, rusted sword, rusted this, and some of that ends up being like one of these items called rusted oh, yeah. sword is the best sword in the game, hands down. That's fun. Oh yeah, was Excalibur or something? No, Excalibur is the most powerful, but the best one is the Soul Blade because it it has a thirty oh, yeah. percent chance unless you raise your luck a luck a lot of doing an attack called Mephisto. Some kind of like he shoots a meteor down like he's Sephiroth, and it just does tons of damage to the enemies. And it was the it was the way that I beat the game because I would and some of the hard boss fights I would rely on Felix doing that attack because everything else was useless and he'd do like a thousand and one hit. So, oh right, because you you wouldn't use magic. Well, I, I do in boss fights, but it wasn't some of the secret bosses in this game. Like example, like one of the secret bosses or two of them do this where they hit you and then they use your summons for you. Because they're nice like oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. I, was, I love that. <laughs> I was yeah. pissed when I found that out. Because I'm, I'm sitting here doing my thing, using all my skitting, using all my gin, getting my big summons ready. And all of a sudden, he starts summoning on me instead. While I'm, just when I'm getting ready to do it. And I'm like, oh, okay, don't do that. Yeah, that's why I think when I, one of the times I played it many years ago, I went against Dullahan and I I put all my gins in the standby. And I thankfully could attack first. And I did all the summoning. I did all the summoning, got those nasty, powerful attacks on him. He wiped out first team, wipe, didn't wipe out the second team because I was just doing all those damn summons to get rid of him. <laughs> I to beat the I didn't beat the secret boss, Dullaham, unfortunately. I tried, I failed, and then I came back 10 levels higher, but there was a sand puzzle I had to do, or not a sand, but some kind of puzzle I had to do, and I just didn't care enough. Because <laughs> all you get is a summon, and I'm like, I'm not going to use the summon anyway, and I just don't care. So I just went and beat the game instead. But uh, I, I always get to that point in long RPGs where, because there's a point like in the middle of the game where I'm like really enjoying it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do everything. All this, all this extra content's fun. Like I just got that with Elden Ring, and I'm just like, okay, how much of this am I actually going to do? If they would have given me equipment, I think I would have went and did it. But the fact mm-hmm. it was a summon that I had no intention of using. Made me not care. Oh, the summons are so cool, though. Yeah, but oh, yeah. To the I had I have to use so many gin at that point for these far summons. I was like, I'm, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wouldn't do it. So I'm like, and this, and you had to go through a puzzle where you have like a shadow of yourself on the, on the other side, and where you move, the shadow moves, and you have to like hold, you know, get the 
it's like a block, not a shuttle. Block. You have to stand in certain places and move against the wall to get it to right where you want it. And I just didn't want to do that again. So I just didn't do it. <laughs> like, like the secret dungeons, like there's another boss that's a wizard with little orbs, and he was another one oh, I couldn't beat because it, or some orbs heal him, some orbs make him almost invincible. I'm like, and I would try to do my summons, and he would like block my summons. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> Didn't think that I don't remember him blocking him, but I yeah definitely maybe not blocking them per se, but he, he was, would they would cast defensive spells on him where he didn't take much damage. So I went through all this trouble and he would barely get hurt, and I would be very upset. Oh yeah, I was, I, I, I do believe it. I, it was also like I I thought I felt over leveled, but I was only in my forties and I beat this game in my in the fifties because I I got to the final boss, got my ass handed to me twice, and then I just went and leveled for ten levels and came back and kicked his ass. Oh barely, yeah, barely. it's definitely a tricky thing to beat it when. But just like the the challenge in this game, like I was surprised. I was also surprised that the 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 secret dungeon, the final secret dungeon, is located inside a town that you need teleport on a block. Teleport being the last spell that you get in the game or psi energy that then sends you to the dungeon where you have to then show you have all the gin to open the door. Oh yeah, they. <laughs> oh my god, imagine solving that puzzle and getting there and being like. Nope, you need to have 100%ed both this and the first game. Oh. I was missing a few <laughs> oh, when I got gosh. there. And I'm like, don't don't tell me it's from the first game. I'm like, I'm positive I got everything from the first game. Don't tell me it wasn't. But Yeah, it's, was, uh, that, that, you're talking the Animos Sanctum, and that is in Contigo. Yeah, you have to teleport to get there. And those are some... I just remember, I'm like, it's neat that you have to get them all, and that each one goes to a spot in that one room. Relating to its element. Yeah, and I was course, just so happy that this is a game where you can go you know, around the world and do things. Like, I also was, when I found out you could farm Orcrelium was, like, the best material to forge. And I also, like, when you get the materials to forge and you go to the blacksmith that does it for you, it can actually be different items. Like, the game tells you to save before you talk to him, or not the game, the guide does, and you can then, you know, get different, you know, get the right items. But you get really good items from the stuff that you farm. I was surprised. Yeah, I was looking that up, too. I mean, and I think it's it's supposed to be, I think it was supposed to be Orichalcum. Yep. Yes, but it it was really cool to me to have that. I also, when I hear Orichalcum, I think of an, or, if I remember correctly, there's an orange thing called Orichalcum in Star Ocean, the second story, or second evolution, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, Orichalcum shows up. Okay, so my memory wasn't wrong. Yeah. Uh, the forgeable <laughs> items in the game was dragon skin, dark matter, golem core, Ooh. mithril silver, orcalcon, salamander tail, stardust, silk feather, and tear stone. <laughs> this so, is what, like, Dan, I, you sh- I mean, I know that you didn't finish it for the show, but you should definitely go back. And oh, I, I plan to. I The first game was such a big part of my childhood. Okay, good, because you will get when I found out that I could farm this material in the final in the in the secret dungeon, I would just sit there and grind enemies just to get the material because it was like I don't like gambling in in real life in any sharp shape or form. But getting the materials and going to the blacksmith, like, what am I going to get? What am I going to get? It hit something for me that really was awesome. So I just looked up Orichalcum. Orichalcum is a theoretical metal mentioned by Plato as something located in um, Atlantis. Atlantis. Oh, so cool. There you go. And Lemuria is very much based on that. Oh, yeah. Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> it's Atlantis. <laughs> Lemuria, Atlantis, they're both, quote, the lost, civiliza- lost civilizations. And before you meet the second team, Isaac and his team, or the first team, you end up running into Minardi's. Are they brother and like Minardi's? The, the people that you killed Minardi's in the first sister. game. 
that started all the problem. It's like their family, right? Or something, or was it was a sister. Uh, they're all. I don't know if they were all sister, uh, all related. I'd have to. They're from the same up. plan, at least. Yeah, they're from the same yeah, plan. From, from from Prox. And Prox is this town that you go to in the end of the game in the far north, which is where the Mars lighthouse is, and this whole town is just covered in snow. And I, I like this idea that they're trying to light the lighthouse because they're trying to save their town because their town is frozen to death, essentially. Not that. Not that. But wasn't. Remember, as we said, that the world is shrinking. Oh, shrinking. Yes, and they knew it, and they were trying to stop it. In fact, it's getting closer to Prox as well as the Mars lighthouse. If it was, if they took game much longer, there would be no no way to do it because the the Mars lighthouse would have been gone. Good point. Okay, I forgot about that because it's I, I wasn't I was trying to pay attention to the story, but it's been a couple weeks. <laughs> well, yeah, it is part of the story. <laughs> I don't remember. Something. I was just uh, it was a see. game where. I love RPGs and I love stories, but with this game, I was just having so much fun with the gameplay and the dungeons that I just wanted to get through the game. I didn't really care why. I just was having fun. And oh, that yeah, kind and of, it was a fun it, game. It really hits that 32-bit RPG vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's such a pure example of one of that. It's even on two discs. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It, and it just does a good job with, like, the dungeon. Like, the, the last dungeon is actually pretty challenging when you go to the Mars lighthouse, but it also has a point where the game, you go through this dungeon, you, you do a bunch of things and, and you open a door right by the entrance. The game tells you this is the point of no return, buddy. Like <laughs> decide if you want to, what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I like that. I really got to yeah. kick out of that. And by the way, it was Karst and Minardi who were, who were sister, who were yep. related. They're both sisters. Okay. Agatio, he's no relation. They're just, I like how you had her sister who came in, who's trying to avenge her. And being that same race that then you, that because they they don't get involved till right by the first lighthouse that you find in this game, then you then you fight them, and that's how you go and get Isaac and joins you. I really like when you first see Karst. You can find her in a town. She's just an NPC, and you can tell her her sister's dead, and she doesn't believe you. But <laughs> if you try and read her mind, she like starts thinking back at you. It's like, oh, you can use synergy. Leave my thoughts to myself, you asshole. And like pulls you <laughs> off. She can see you doing it. God, the mind reading is such a good mechanic. Oh, yeah. Like having that extra bit of dialogue for every NPC in the game. I, I love it. I never use it once. So it is good. not my, unless the game makes me, then I do, but it's not my thing otherwise. Yeah, I was, when I, I was just playing through it a little bit, you know, before we started this, and I used it right in the first town, and it was like, this, that tidal wave destroyed all our ships. We have none. We have none at all. <laughs> and then when you talk to the guy, I said, you want, he's like, do you want to borrow a ship? <laughs> so if you say yes, it's like you heartless bastard. That tidal wave just destroyed all our ships. <laughs> I like it that the that the world is in trouble. I I really like that whole vibe that the apocalypse <laughs> is coming, but it's not the apocalypse of like something from, that you would normally see. Like the apocalypse you're going to get is like the world is going dis- to stop existing. I felt like that's kind of what's coming. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that a lot. And of it's course, the way you're trying to stop it is. Almost more actively causing problems. Yeah, and yeah. Well, you... it's, I, I think they, in in some way, they took a little bit of a note uh, from Terry Pratchett's book when they were <laughs> thinking up this world, uh, because Discworld in literally should not function as it does, but it does, and that's because it has a high magic content. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I can so see this that. is what would have happened to Discworld if all the magic was sealed away. I just. I find it hilarious how this whole quest is all because some big floating eyeball told you don't do it. 
I love that. The big floating eyeball did it because people were, quote, abusing the magic. Yeah. And so he, he it was, we sealed it away. Since you're abusing it, we're going to seal it away. And maybe didn't realize that it's also going to destroy the world. You think a big floating eyeball with that much intelligence would figure it out at some point. It did really seem all-knowing. Yeah. And the game makes you fight the sister and the other guy. but And they also do the same thing. They turn into two separate dragons that you end up fighting at one point. And you don't even know it's them until they're like, wait a second. They're dragons. And they figure it out when you kill them what they are. <laughs> who you're fighting. Yeah. I, I like that's that not too. the final boss. <laughs> no, I'm okay with that. Oh, God. I'm almost there. But <laughs> it's just I was just surprised when I when I did get there to the final part of this dungeon. I left and went and did all the side quests. There's a turtle you can talk to. There's actually a trading mini quest in this game, too. You completely screw yourself and sell an item off where you have to, like, talk to mind read animals and trade with animals to get to it. You get a baby turtle that you give to a turtle that will then get you to a secret dungeon in the game. It was it was a little unique stuff like that that really blew me away in this game that really like made this game stand out in a way that I wasn't expecting. All the little islands you can go to and there's so many little towns that are just around that you go to. Like you have to go back to uh, Yampi Desert, which is an area you visit early in the game. You go back to way later and there's a cave that you couldn't get to that you can now get to. It has one of the secret summons. Mm-hmm. Little things like that really like made me love this game more than I expected. And I was really it, it surprised. It rewards you for exploring. It does. And like at one point, your airship can freaking float for a little time, but it, it eats away at your MP of the team of the party's MP. But you can make your airship float and it moves faster. Mm-hmm. They can, it's and not it can, an airship unless you're doing that. Oh, complete <laughs> ship. But you can you can't go over trees, but you can go over rivers and plains. <laughs> but you'll be screwed because it has a meter that shows. And if you used if you were doing it too long, and you ran out of PP completely. You couldn't do it anymore. You could just be stranded somewhere. Until <laughs> so you had to go fight and get more PP back. I thought that no, was cool. And at least like, it doesn't completely strand you. No, and then you get teleport later in this game. The very end dungeon, you get teleport, which is a spell that you use to get in the secret dungeons. Plus, you use it to go to any town you've been to in the entire game. Or any dungeon. You can go anywhere. And I'm like... that that late? Uh-huh. It, that, well, this game, like, really... It has a lot post-game. A lot more than I expected oh, for yeah. post-game. Mm. And... The post-game bosses really expect you to use both teams, I felt. Like yeah, it it, it sure. wants you to use everybody when you do it. Why wouldn't they? I didn't expect it. Because when I, depending on how you play this, if you didn't transfer your save over, your characters would be 28. I transferred my characters over, did everything the first Golden Sun. They were in their low 30s, I think, mm-hmm. about. And I beat this game with my main characters being about 55 and my other team being about late 40s, which was higher than I expected to have to be at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we go on to the final boss, there anything you guys still want to touch on that we missed? Well, I should. I'd like to mention that their dice game they had in in it when they put the the lucky dice. That was a decent challenge for a gambling game because you really couldn't overly exploit it. But when they put in this in the second one, the super lucky dice. That is a game that is entirely exploitable. I didn't I mean, find this game, I don't think. Why else have gambling in an RPG? <laughs> <laughs> well, even in other games, the gambling is iffy at best, and you can't really overbeat the system in it. I also don't but gamble super, in games. <laughs> super Lucky Dice, it was, I forget which town it was in. It's near the end, I think, because it might be one of like the final towns you go to, because you do have the 
one of the last towns. Well, Lemuria is where you get to finally use your lucky medals that you got throughout the game to get some equipment. Well, they have another fountain like that elsewhere in the game, too. Let me see here. I can't. I don't think I, I didn't find a different one. I just found that one. And I know that's Lemuria, I think, is where you use the game tickets, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. What it boils down to, though, you get an award if you get a pair. You get an award if you get two pair. You get an award if you get three of a kind. You get an award if you get a, f- a four of a kind. And it's very easy, actually, to roll at least a pair on four dice. I don't think I even found this. I wasn't looking for it either. So, <laughs> Well, okay, it's in Contigo. Okay, that's one of the later towns you get access to near the end of the game. This is also where, I think that's also the same town where you can access the uh, final the final special temple. Yes, which is inside the town. You have to use a teleport spell. <laughs> yeah. That kind of threw me for a loop, too, if I wouldn't have been cheating using the guide. I think I don't think I would have figured that out. Yeah. Well, you're uh, not reading people's is... minds and looking for hints. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But with that game, though, like I said, it can be totally exploitable because the second part of it relies more on guessing if your next roll is going to be higher or lower. And say you roll a five, it's pretty much sure bet, close to a sure bet that's going to be higher. And if you know how, like, the probability stats of what numbers are going to roll out. You can actually use that to literally get yourself a nice little bankroll together so you can always get your rare weapons, like you were saying about doing. Using it as a, using the rare weapons, selling them, and then have, using it sort of like a storage for for them. It wasn't ideal, but it worked. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like, ideal, but with that lucky dice game, it just does it. <laughs> I would have liked to have the ability to store items in this game. I mean, other when you do get the other characters, you can store stuff in them, which is what I did. And then I also traded all the equipment around to give them the best equipment I possibly could. Oh, yeah, and that's what you really should do with that. I mean, when you have your team, I mean, you start out with, like, going back to First Golden Sun, you've got two characters. That's 30 spots to hold stuff in. When you get the next guy, you got, now it's up to 45, then you get... Your fourth person, Mia, let's see, that's like Fe- Isaac, Felix, no, Isaac, Garrett, Ivan, and Mia. Yes. Now you have 60 slots there. And then uh, the second one, you have Felix, Jenna, and Sheba to start. So you're starting with 45. You get Piers, that's another 15. So you're at 60. Now you have everybody. You've got 120 spots to hold stuff in. And when you got three people holding herbs, you can group them together. Yes, they can only hold a maximum of 30 item per slot of the same item. But why are you having five people carrying herbs when you need all these story spl- slots? <laughs> I, I threw away all herbs. I actually, when I, after, when I, before I went to the final boss, after I leveled up a whole bunch, I actually went and bought a ton of, a ton of healing items to be prepared because one of my crutches in this game when I played originally or how I play every RPG is I had every, I, I had all my healing is debated is not debated, but focus on one person. And if you killed Jenna, I was in trouble. And the final bosses did that. You know, the secret stuff, they killed Jenna and I would lose my healer. So then I had to start playing differently. And I don't normally use items in games either. I save them forever just because. <laughs> so the game made me do it. And I, I found that was an, an interesting. The game forced me to do things I didn't want to do. That also made me <laughs> impressed with this game. All right. I want to talk about the final boss. So you go up to the, the Mars lighthouse, the final lighthouse that you've been trying to get to this entire series. And Isaac's with you, 
and you you see a three headed you see the eyeball comes up and tells you that it's not going to let you go through the, the eyeball from the first game. And then you see a three-headed dragon. Crane is like, wait a second. You shouldn't fight this dragon, guys. I think I know what it is. And they, you cut him off and you start fighting. And earlier, when you go to the snow town looking for Felix's parents who were kidnapped, that's why Felix was doing this whole thing, which we, I don't think we mentioned yet. You, you, They're not in town. They're missing somewhere. And then I remember when they said, I'm like, oh, no. They're like, remember when we fought that two-headed dragon? It was actually, you know, whatever the two minority was. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they realize what they're taught, what they're up against, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a three faced fight. And the reason, like I say, three phase is because one has three heads. But if you use summons that do like an incredible amount of damage, it has caps of how much damage you can do before you get to the next phase on purpose, so you can't. Oh, yeah. And it was really, a, it was a very hard fight. It kicked my ass. Oh yeah, it does. I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was really impressed with how hard the fight was, and I was not expecting that. Oh, yeah. And, it, and then the story is you find out that you just got done killing both of Felix's parents, and I think, was it both his parents? I'm trying to look that up. It I, is Felix's parents and Isaac's father, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> and I think they die, too. Um, I don't think they survive. If I remember correctly, they don't survive this fight. Like, you kill them, and they, they try to heal them, and they're just dead. So. I think when I'm trying to relook it up here because uh, of the whole thing, because when they you've learned throughout the game that lighting all four lighthouses will also create the golden sun. <laughs> the name of the game. Yep. The thing is, yeah, I'm trying to look it up right now, but I can't remember if they survive or not, because there's a couple different things that happen. Yes, yes. When the lighthouse is lit. They're revived. Okay. They are revived, and this is thanks due to the enormous wave of psi energy unleashed by the beacon. Okay, and then you have a little scene where everyone kind of says goodbye, and they're all getting ready to travel together and get on the ship. And then you see Alex for the first, like, you see Alex throughout this game here and there, but not very much. And then they talk about how the all the power is going to converge in one spot when you light the lighthouses back on the mountain that you started on. Is it Val or Vale? Yep. And you see Alex in the credits So the credits are playing. You'll see Alex climbing the mountain in Vale to get to the top of the mountain. And then the very last scene is him standing there to get all this power. The whole reason he was doing this and the big giant eyeball shows up and and kills him or he dies or somehow he dies. Basically, the uh, the wise one did have one fail safe. See, Alex is the kind of person. Why? Wise one sealed away Psy energy. Yeah, but he wants power to rule. He wants power to be the all powerful. And the event is left to think because of what he's done and then gets swallowed in uh, by the mountain or uh, when the mountains destroyed or something, he gets destroyed. It's thought he gets hurt or killed in the process. Okay, I don't think he survives. I'm assuming didn't look like it. (laughs) You know what? I don't want to know. <laughs> Stop there. <laughs> but it, yeah, I did in this see game, that. He looks to die. That's how I'm going with it. And I, yeah, I he does look to die. And unfortunately, spoiler, he doesn't because he's okay. back on oh, Dark yeah. Dawn. He just said he didn't want to know. Yeah, it's okay. I can't complain <laughs> being spoiled for a game that's like 11 years old. So <laughs> you literally I just said you don't want to be spoiled. I know. <laughs> you on. just stop him. <laughs> and then you I'm get a not little as evil as Alex. 
you get a little comic like scene where they're all together, the whole all eight characters, and they're seeing their family, and they're back at Vale, and Vale was destroyed, but everybody, but they survived. Yeah, and then the game ends, and you get the end. <laughs> so I, it, it's a beautiful game, story and everything, and music. Damn, have you ever played <laughs> Dark Dawn? Me? No. Yeah. Okay. I, I have. Okay, I I have not, and I want to now, but it won't be anytime too soon. But I want to now. Is Dark Dawn a complete game, at least? It feels like a complete game, but it also feels like there could be more to the story, and they've never released a sequel to it. They never will. Uh, It ends with a slight cliffhanger. Don't go any farther than that. (laughs) I won't go any farther than that. And it came out, okay, one day I want to play it for sure. And the other thing about this game, both Golden Sun 1 and Lost Age only got re-released once, and that was on the Wii U Virtual Store. And that's it. I did not know that. Yep, I I have one on the Wii U. But why wouldn't it be like you think this would have been released on the 3DS or something else? But nope, just 3DS didn't have Game Boy Advance. Oh, it didn't. Nope. No, it did not have Game Boy Advance capabilities. It got rid of it. For- it had it had the capabilities. They just never put it on the virtual. Co- well, they kind of they put ten games on the virtual console, mm. only accessible for people who bought the game before the price drop. Bought the system. Uh. Before the price drop. Um, I can't tell you how dumb that is to me. I mean, that's that's how I played it. I I made the 3DS think it was one of those 10 games. Oh, you can well, trick it? Oh, yeah. Easy. Oh, OK. I did not know that. Yeah, I do yeah. know that the original DSs were had a bit of backwards compatibility in them that you could plug a Game Boy Advance into it. Yes. Came into it and play it. But not with a 3DS because they had that little manual picture where it shows it doesn't fit, I think, or something like that. Well, I think what it was was when they went with the DS Lite or the DSi, yep. they added internet capability, but they had to get rid of something, and they got rid of the Game Boy Advance technology for it. In it. Like, I, I regret that this game took me almost 20 years to finally play. Like, I regret <laughs> that now. <laughs> I don't normally say that on the show, but I was I really did regret like that. I never played this when I was younger, because I think this game would have been something that I would have been talking about for years. And you now I'll be talking been. about it. People are like, what? What's Golden Sun? <laughs> well, I think there's some Golden Sun references in uh, in Smash Brothers. There is mm-hmm. some of the uh, some of the uh, trophies and stickers. And I think um, in Project M or Brawl Plus or one of the big like fan Super Smash Brothers mod size playable. That's cool. He oh yeah, he'd be any of those characters would be good in Super Smash. <laughs> Isaac or Felix, I would say you'd have to have one, not the others, but just because they're more main characters. But then you have another swordsman, oh, yeah. so you don't need for what I've heard. So <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go on to questions, comments, or memories. Actually, before we go there, I something I forgot to say at the top of the show, but if you're still listening, I, we're gonna do a giveaway because I have too many damn steam codes. I need to start getting rid of <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna pick a random steam code. We're gonna go back to the farthest. Let's see if this works. I'm going to give you the River City Ransom Underground for Steam, which is T3PJIQ7G3Z440P6. And that is for River City Ransom Underground for Steam. I hope it still works. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. I'm not going to take it from you. Oh. I'm not interested in River City Ransom. <laughs> I love River City Ransom. That game rules. I don't even know why I took. I, I hope that was the key I was giving away, not the key <laughs> I was giving away. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll find out. 
I had a picture of three different keys, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what one was what. It's been so long. Actually, I'm trying to see when the hell I took this picture, if I can find info. I know I'm great radio right now. Let's see details. I've had this picture for 2019, September 20th. So if it doesn't work, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully it works. All right, enough of that. Have oh, let's a, go on uh, time period on. <laughs> questions, comments, or memories. And oh. I did get a few. We'll start with, I watched the entire Overblood Super Replay group. Uh, from Justin Bowman, this in Minish Cap is the best GBA ever offered by whole light years for sure. I I'm I agree with you now. Like I wouldn't have a year ago, but I do now. I, I'd say it's a bit superior to Minish Cap, but Oh, Minish Cap's good. Minish Cap's up there. I, I would probably put both Minish Cap and Astroboy the Omega Factor above this, but I've never played that it's really yet. Good. It's really good. What kind of game is it? I I've heard a lot about it. It's um it's a beat 'em up, but it has RPG elements and I don't want to spoil it too much, but okay, that's fine. Stuff okay. happens in that game. <laughs> You got my attention? Maybe yeah. one day I'll play it. I, I've heard a lot about it over the years, but I have no love for Astro Boy, so I've stayed away from it. Yeah, you don't you don't need it. It's it's a collaboration between Treasure and the branch of Sega that made Crazy Taxi, and it rules. Okay. But yeah, these these games are up there. And as far as games that mean something to me, uh, Golden Sun's up there. Okay. Now I want to try Astro Boy one day. <laughs> I've been meaning to. All right, and then from Ricky Hannigan, Golden Sun 1 and 2 need to be added to Switch yesterday. Being able to see Irish yeet enemies into the sun on a big screen would be great. Playing through 1 and then getting the password to send all my stuff over to 2, having to eventually fight my old party, which I don't remember that. Getting that awesome winged boat that could fly, all the summons still look amazing, especially Catastrophe, and just running around towns and randomly mind-reading villagers made this game amazing to explore. Yeah, I mean, if you if you want to play it on a big screen without unofficial emulation, you could always get that Wii U version. But yeah. do it quick. You know what? They do oh, yeah. to do that. They just do it as one big game, as it was meant to be. They should. Then you don't have to transfer over your save. Release it for the Amen. N64. I'd buy that cart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could put both cartridges together, I th- I feel like, without much trouble, and release it as one game on, like, Switch. I'd rather play it on N64. I would love to see that. But, sure. I, I probably... <laughs> You're not going to get that. So. support this on Switch. <laughs> this should be on Switch. Uh, from Jonathan Step- Stepson. Golden Sun 1 and 2 literally led me to meeting two of my best friends while playing 2 in school during lunch. My future friends, Mike and Tim, brothers came up and asked if I was playing Golden Sun if I was, they could watch. I said yes. And that had led to a decade-long friendship. I can't tell you how much we talked about Golden Sun, who were our favorite characters, what we wanted in the sequel, where to find all those sneaky gin, and which element we would use in real life. While sadly I lost my copy a while back, it still is without a doubt my favorite Nintendo game ever, and I need to get a new copy. Okay. And from Oakley Gleason, Golden Sun's a fun and inventive RPG with a very likable world and cast. I really do believe it's one of Nintendo's most overlooked IPs, and it deserves to come back. I absolutely adore a package remake of the first two games in the series, but on the Switch. they did something similar to what they're doing with Advance Wars right now, it'd be a dream come true. Okay. I, I agree. This should I, really be yeah, remade. I don't know about the look of that. Okay, <laughs> I don't remakes, like the look but... of Advance Wars, <laughs> the new one, but it's sure. also not getting it anytime, anytime too soon, so... So that got delayed indefinitely right now until things calm down in the world, which is, I mean, makes sense. I, 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 I agree. That I don't like the look at all. I really don't like that look. <laughs> it's too cartoony for me. So don't, don't change the look. Just re-release the game. And last one from this group, Lance Howard, bring back Golden Sun and use the HD 2D style that Oct- Octopath Traveler has. But the third one was a massive disappointment. Yeah, that's what I've heard about Dark Dawn. Um, I think that style would work really well. I think so, too. I mean, I'm just so excited. Yeah. Little Liv is coming back. Well, coming out in some official fashion in America. Have you seen the um, trailers for that HD2D Dragon Quest 3 remake? 
No, I don't well, think I have. It it has a kind of behind the back three quarters view of the party of the party when you first enter battle. You know, it goes back to first person, but it really reminded me of the look of Golden Sun. Oh, when is this coming out? So they I don't know. Oh, okay, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they've announced it. Oh, okay, I see what year. you mean. This does look pretty cool. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, I just want to see the games get re-released, to be honest, so people will know what they're missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should be. And they from be re-released. the Golden Sun group, yes. I mean, I think almost all games should be re-released if they can. But and this is definitely one of them. Jed McDaniels, it is the second half. Golden Sun was too large for two carts, so they made it two carts. They are great games and need a remake. They, the battle system and mechanics is super fun. Agreed. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, from Antonio Sanchez, I remember that I got stuck for days looking at how to help Piers to get back his black orb. <laughs> I could see that being a thing. Yeah. Oh, right, from Ignacio Bees, amazing game. It has almost everything that Golden Sun 1 features and more. I still miss Isaac's battle theme, some melodies here and there, and the simplicity of the first part, but on the other hand, it's a really an upgrade on it. Felix is a true hero, too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, from Bilai Emmerkill, I was at GameStop when the truck came at 9 a.m. to bring the game on release date. I got there before the truck even arrived. I probably played it nonstop for two weeks in a row before I beat it. Crazy nostalgic once you get Isaac back and figure out your favorite combination. It's basically the first game, but expanded in every way. Oh, here, this one, here's a different take. From Jackie's Bigger, it was my least favorite of the three. Way too many unnecessary towns and quests just to get the main focus of the story. I also really hated the villains. They had no purpose and added nothing to the game. I don't, that's interesting. I don't agree. Interesting. Well, I kind of agree with the world design. I I, I can't say much about the villains. When you really look at it, the only real villain that I think is that is in Golden Sun is Alex, and you Piers. never do fight him. Yeah. Not Piers. Piers is on your team. It's rude. <laughs> but Alex, he's he's like the real villain. I can agree with that. You don't know it, though. Like, you really don't see him as the villain until the end of the game. But, yeah. Maybe you don't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't expect <laughs> him to be the villain ever. I did not expect that. I thought he was just somebody who had his own mode. Like, I'm going to say had his own motives, but I didn't see him as a villain. I also thought he would join you or something. I wasn't expecting the way the game went, where he's kind of like that hidden villain that doesn't even, you don't even fight him. Yeah, I, and this that's, I Which think, part me. of the beauty of the story of this game. Because what you think you are are fighting our villains and then you find out they're actually trying to save the world. Yeah. And then and that, from fuck you going. And that basically it makes you rethink what you've been doing, like what you did in the first game. Was I actually doing the right thing? No. <laughs> because but, a giant eyeball told you to. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's just a, it, the story makes it so beautiful that all these characters are so complex. You're only quote real villains are literally ones you never face, or they're just people who are being a being a complete ass. <laughs> and from the the last group, I'm going to read for our read from RPG Sanctuary from Yuri Pimento. I love that saga. From Josh Block, Golden Sun was one of my first ever RPGs, and did it ever light a fire in my heart? I remember taking turns with my brothers to play this game and fighting over it because we all loved it so much. Truly grateful for the series, and it formed me into the gamer I am today. I really wish I would have played this <laughs> sooner in my life. Okay, another one, Lauren Rotiel. I would love for a trilogy release on Switch similar similar to Collection of Mana. I agree with that more. Yeah, I mean, a trilogy release would be a good idea. I mean, they can maybe improve on Dark Dawn. I do want to try a Dark Dawn now, really bad. You do. You should play it. I will. It it's does add to the story. One day. <laughs> I don't know when, but it will happen. And from but- Courtney Appleton. 
I really enjoyed the battle system and the plot, but the dialogue was just painful to get through. I see that. <laughs> All right. I, I can see. Oh, what are you going to say? It's, it's the bouncing for me. I, like, if I'm not into a cutscene, <laughs> the weird pacing of, of the dialogue really gets to me, which doesn't happen too much, but there are definitely points where I'm like, I really got to go. This is really irritating <laughs> how slow this conversation's going. It's not so bad in time to me, but no, I can get it. It was it, They would get long sometimes. They talk a lot. Yeah. From David Vuriel, these two games are on my top three list. Okay. All right. And let's see here from Paul Agradio, my favorite among the series. I love everything about it. The story was well written. The background music, the characters, ah, the memories. I would definitely get this for 60 bucks if this is ported to Switch or better yet, a remake. <laughs> oh, here's one we didn't talk about, but I want to mention this one from Alan Perzita. I liked it till the Trident Pieces fetch quest in the second game, and then I gave up. I'm going to try again this year, possibly using the guy to find those pieces. You had to find three different parts of this Trident that you then use to get to Lemuria, which I, I didn't have a problem with. I thought it was kind of cool that you had to put it together. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the fun of getting a boat in an RPG. Just there's a bunch of different stuff you can do in different orders. Go, you know, gather the clues. I don't know. I my The Triforce quest is my favorite part of Wind Waker, so maybe I shouldn't be talking. <laughs> I don't. And last one I'm going to read from Joey Arnold. One of the first RPGs I played spent hours figuring out and getting lost on the huge, my eight-year-old brain, and even now, maps. Love this game. Always will. All right. And we're going to go to Shelf Stacker Bach. And Dan, why don't you go first? I think this would be a stack game for me. Like, right now it's on my shelf because I'm actively playing it. I do want to finish it. But there's just enough that annoyed me that I'm kind of put off by it and probably won't replay it too much. But, you know, I, I love this world. I love that first game. I like these characters. Love the look. So, yeah, stack. Okay. That works. And Richard, what about you? Well, I've had I have a lot of fond memories of playing this <laughs> game. And when you put this on putting this on a you either put it with saying shelf stacker box, you have to put it on the shelf with the first one. Because they are basically one big story. Yes. I'd even go far as putting it on a little pedestal on, on, on that <laughs> shelf. I'll take I'll toss out Tomb Raider two. I'd put them on the <laughs> shelf. Okay, you can have more than okay. I'll go last. I'm going to put this on the shelf. I was blown away how good I felt this game was and how good I felt that they combined together to make one game. Like I was, this is going to be up there. One of the RPGs that I'll be recommending to people from now on when I talk to people about like, Hey, you want to play golden Sun? You need to play this. If you like turns out RPGs. And I, I was not expecting that when I came, cause I like golden sun one, but it didn't blow me away. But this game combined blew me away. So that's going to be a thing that I'm going to. So it's going on the shelf and I'm so glad I finally played this series for these two games. So yeah. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, as I said at the top of the show, please go. If you hadn't listened to go listen to Golden Sun one episode four and Golden Sun recovered recovered Four, which came out not that long, a couple months ago at this point. So go listen to both of those. And next week we are going to be covering Shovel Knight. I'm trying to get some. I, I wanted to play finally play Shovel Knight again for the show because I oh, played it Shovel once. Knight. It still holds up. Just, just Shovel of Hope or... or yeah, just Shovel of Hope. I'm going to save the DLC for other mini episodes in the future. Shovel of Hope is just... It's so perfect. It really is good. I, I was surprised how much fun it was. And as we sit at the top of the show, you can find Dan's blog. You will see a link in the show notes to his blog. And Richard, where can people find you at? Well, again, you can find me... You can find my... <laughs> getting tongue-tied again. Find me up on my YouTube channel, which is Rich Kale. On YouTube, you can find my stuff, writing stuff, up on fanfiction.net, archive of our own, Comic Vine, usually as Rich Skits Kale or Rich Kale or Rich Gen X. 
And you can also find my stuff under my full name. That's where where my fan fiction stuff is. That'll be in the show notes <laughs> as well. Okay. All right. I just stepped away for a second, so I don't know. If you were... <laughs> it was it was a wonderful plug. Okay. I loved it. I, I am moved. I'll edit that out probably. <laughs> All right. So definitely go check him out. And we have you. We have tons of episodes. We cover games, movies, comics. Go listen to all our wonderful past stuff that we have covered on the show. And you can hear both of these guests on different episodes. They've come back before. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hash Fury. You can follow her on TikTok. She made our music. And I want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did all the MCU movies with me. Definitely go check him out. You will see a link to his his podcast, A Gamer Looks at Forty. And also, if you want to support the show for as little as a dollar, you can go vote in our Patreon polls. So definitely go do that. We have a poll every month for different episodes that we're going to do. So you get to help change the show. So go check those out. What's the current poll? The current poll is what Batman movie we should watch. Because right, this comes out in like two days because I'm a little behind. A Batman movie. <laughs> and right now Under the Red Hood is winning. So if you want to hear that, go vote for it, please. Because I really want to really watch that movie again. Been a long time. <laughs> I, I actually seen that one. I like that one. It's a good film. I haven't seen it in like over seven years probably. So I'm excited to go back to it. I've a lot more absorbed a lot more Batman since the last time I see since the first time I saw it. So it's been a while. And we'll please follow always... us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Only audio, but we are on YouTube. Alright, and that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye all. <laughs> <laughs>